majestic sound means it's time for History Matters. We are joined in the studio by historian extraordinaire Scott Washington to look back on this week in history. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Aaron. Well, you know, with the changing weather, uh, this is an interesting week to think about weather. And we've got some of the extremes where it's a little cooler and then it's going to be terrifically hot. Again. <laughs> I was going to say, is the weather changing? Yeah. Like it's been 90 degrees for the, like the last couple of months and it still is. <laughs> well, you'd be very happy to know that in 1816, on August 22nd, in this state, a heavy frost was recorded in the state. And it was due to a volcano that exploded uh, Mount Tambora in uh, Indonesia in the uh, previous year, uh, in April of 1815. Now, this is a year that also that summer when Mary Shelley's in Europe, and they have, ter- I mean, this uh, the exposure, explosion is so huge that it produces uh, global cooling, and uh, crops fail, Mary Shelley's in Europe, and we're staying with friends, and it's just horrific. They're like on vacation, storm. right? Yes, and the weather's terrible. Yeah, and they can't do anything. It's raining. It's finally they just say well, they, a challenge is issued. Well, how about writing the best Gothic story? And Mary Shelley, who's all of about twenty, uh, turns out, of course, the classic Frankenstein. Yep. Uh, but here we are, a year later, and still having the effects in North Carolina. Heavy frost recorded, so that should make people feel good on the 100-degree day that we're supposed to have tomorrow. I wouldn't mind a little frost right now. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. Just one day, and then, you know, just settle settle in around 75 for a little while. Well, but but sometimes when it's been cool in the morning, you feel like, oh, this is great, until it gets Yeah, right. Again. Um, I mean, we were up in Michigan uh, until yesterday. Brad and I were up visiting family. We got back last night, and apparently it's going to be hotter there than it is here for the next couple of days. And it's hot here, so it's going to be like mid to upper 90s up in Michigan, too. That is unusual. We left just in time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So glad you came down to the cool south. Exactly, right? Yeah. Come to the frosty weather. Tomorrow we shall (laughs) wear sweaters sweaters and go Yes. (laughs) People will wonder what on earth I'm talking about. That's right. Okay, here's another thing that comes up this week. This is one of those, okay, what does the National Park Service and New Orleans have in common? And they were both established on the same day, which is August 25th. National Park Service, 1916, New Orleans, 1718. So if you ever visit the national parks and have a feeling of Mardi Gras, then you'll know what that's about. I like it. Um, Another thing that comes up this week uh, is on Saturday the 26th. That is when the 19th Amendment Uh, to the U.S. Constitution went into force. It had been voted, approved, and finally when Tennessee ratified it, it still had to be certified by the Secretary of State. And when that occurs on August 26th, that's when it goes into effect, giving women the right to vote. Of course, it's going to be another 50 years uh, establishing other kinds of laws and, and making sure that happens. But thank goodness we are so much better with elected leaders and uh, having so much of our population being able to vote again. 1920 must have been a crazy time because, I mean, yeah. we like we celebrate the, the 19th Amendment today. It must have been like really, it must have been a, a lot of turmoil at the time, like because it was not clear was. like what the effect of this, there was a presidential election coming up in a That's couple right. of months. Like what is the effect of this going to be? on the That's outcome right. of the election, a lot of uncertainty about that. We're just coming out of World War One. We're still in the middle of a flu pandemic. Like right. there's a lot of a lot of stuff happening all at the same time in there 1920. Is. And you know, given that how many decades women had been 
patiently and persistently mm-hmm. advocating, finally becoming actually activists willing to be chained uh, to uh, and, and jailed for their activism. Uh, but the tipping point comes, I think, when England finally adopts it, yep. and then there is no reason why is the United States lagging behind. Yep. Uh, and that changes everything. But you're right. Elections are coming up that fall. Maybe that was one of the factors, like, look, we have all these additional, if you vote, the chances are you're going to get their votes, too, yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah. So that's another thing. Okay. Here is one that we probably don't know a lot about. Um, it is in 1781 uh, on September, I mean, August 27th. It's called the Battle of Elizabethtown. Um, and it's when, uh, it's down at the coast. It's one of these really interesting kind of battles towards the end of the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the control of loyalists in that part of the state down to the coast was pretty substantial. And so patriots hear about other patriots who are being held and said, we're going to go. But their force is only about 70 or 80. The loyalists are about 300 or 400. And mm-hmm. they devise this ingenious plan. And um, supposedly there is this woman named Sally uh, Salter who volunteers and she uh, hails the across the river. The sentry for the loyalists uh, is escorted, and she sells eggs and socks to the troops like that are there. Like you do, yeah. <laughs> but she's really a spy. And she uh, spies out, reports back. They realize, you know, we may be outnumbered. Let's do something else. And here's what they do. They ingeniously cross this river. One account says, well, they strip down and put their clothes on top of their head and their rifles, and they wade across and then they regroup, and in darkness, uh, they attack from multiple sides, but they are yelling out commands as if there's a larger force. And so the 300, mm. 400, which is much larger, they don't know. They hear words like Washington, and they're thinking George <laughs> Washington. And they completely defeat it, uh, and this breaks uh, the real resistance in the state um, down at the coast. There will still be uh, a Battle of Hillsborough that will come up, uh, but it is short-lived, and then we have, of course, towards the end of the Revolutionary War. So all of this happens, but this is one of those lesser-known, uh, thanks in part to the bravery of a woman who said, I'll go do it. I'll, I'll see something, say something. I'm going to report something. <laughs> that is really interesting, like how many of these early battles just turned on just the most basic strategy, like... Yeah. Let's just shout commands to make it seem like there's more <laughs> yeah. of us than there are. Well, that's why you have red coats because you know, with a in the the uh, heat of battle, there's you can't see a lot, but red is pretty visible. Right, right. And that helps. Uh, normally, it does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking with uh, Scott Washington, history matters. Uh, two more. What do we got? Okay. Uh, here's one too. Uh, that we've all heard of Dolly Madison, uh, wife of James Madison. Uh, and we think, Dolly Madison, oh, isn't that the cookie? Didn't she make cookies? No, she was a first lady, and um, but she has a North Carolina uh, connection. Uh, she was actually born here in North Carolina and then meets uh, James Madison in Philadelphia. They marry, and then when he becomes president, she's first lady. The British, of course, attack in the War of 1812, mm-hmm. uh, Washington, D.C., and James Madison <laughs> says to his wife, would you stay behind and pick out a few things? Sure, honey, yeah. <laughs> Great. Glad right on that, well, absolutely. the next time you look at a dollar bill, you can thank her because she's the one who saves that portrait of George Washington uh, that graces the dollar bill. 
And uh, we are, though the, the British do burn down. Yeah, the here White you House. go, James. Other, it's a good thing I stuck around yeah. and risked my life. Thank Otherwise, so we'd have much. to have a slightly different picture of George <laughs> Washington on the dollar bill. This is vital. Drawing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and here's the other thing. This week, what would we have to say? Uh, another one that's like, uh, what do these two have in common? Hawaii and dirty dancing. Uh, Hawaii. Um, I'll tell you, in case you're wondering, the 21st of August is when Hawaii became the 50th state in 1959, not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And also uh, in 1987 is when Dirty Dancing opens up. And some of those scenes are shot at Lake Lure in North Carolina. So lots of fun things, interesting people, uh, and that's how history happens every day. That's how history matters. Scott Washington, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron.